1240 AM, WGBB Radio. It's great to be here. Good times, bad times. We are uh, live in the studio, uh, Joey Petroni, myself, and I'm here with, uh, well, I got a guy here helping me out like Mr. McFeely. Uh, Patrick, good friend of mine, looking for extra work, and I need help around the office here. It's, it's not easy to run a radio show, and Patrick is Mr. McFeely, like from Mr. Rogers, right, Pat? Yes. <laughs> Remember that show? Yes. What did Mr. McFeely used to do? Everything with the mail. Everything with the mail. And what, what do you? What's your job here at, at WGBB? To give you the mail. You help me out with the mail. All right. So that's awesome. Did you, did you lock the box, by the way? Yeah. You locked it back up. And we got mail today. Yeah, you do. What do we got? Let's see. Oh wow, that was all in there. This is fan mail, right? Yeah. All right, I got some fan mail, Trevor. <laughs> it's been a while. I haven't had fan mail in a while, but it backed up. Look how many look how many letters are in here. One, two. Wow. Well, you're doing great, Joey. I'm doing okay, right? Yeah, man. My ratings are okay. Oh, you're doing great, man. It's nice to be back, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> Helping out WGBB, Long Island's oldest radio station. And here it is, my first fan mail since since I've been back. Dear Joey, my name is Gladys L. McAmire from Valley Stream, New York. My late husband, Gary H. McAmire, and I are long-term WGB listeners. We both enjoyed your show tremendously before you got canceled. Before I got canceled, Trevor. I'm thrilled that you're back on the radio. You're such a breath of fresh air that it... Oh, wow. You're such a a breath of fresh air that it got me back into my kitchen. I am well known for my homemade apple pies. I love to bake. My bingo girlfriends and I are so happy that Gladys's apple pies are back. So I, I've got this woman back in the kitchen. She's baking pies again, thanks to me. Good job. Yes. <laughs> Although my best friend Linda S. Sullivan can't enjoy my pies, she really needs to watch her strict diet. Uh, I agree with Linda that rice cakes are very bland, but they are low in carbs. Yeah, I don't, I don't like, I don't like rice cakes. I don't know about you guys. Uh, hey, my, hey, Joe, we gotta, we gotta set the record straight. Yeah, you were not canceled. You, I w- you just took a break. Okay, and now you're back. That's it. You That's, wasn't canceled. Don't say canceled. No, you wasn't canceled. That's not a nice thing to say. No. Thank you, Trevor. All right. You, you can, can confirm that. I can confirm it because I'm the man. All right. <laughs> I didn't know what happened. All I know is I stopped getting phone calls. Well, all you right. Took, you took a break. That's I took a break. Yeah. A well-deserved break. That's awesome. Thank you. Thanks for saying that. All right, so uh, it sounds like one of her friends, Linda Sullivan, can't uh, can have the pies because uh, she has a strict diet um, and she has to eat rice cake. So my doctor, Dr. Artie A. Jeffries, believes that apple pie is high in fiber and can be very healthy in moderation. So that's a battle there, man. You hear the battle? Mm-hmm. Apple pie is actually good for you. Well, in moderation. It's kind of sweet, isn't it? Yeah, but anything in moderation is okay. Well, okay, I, 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 I deal with that. Dr. Artie Jeffries is saying that it has a lot of fiber. It's high in fiber. So anyway, Joey, I am happy that you are back on the air. Please say hello to Trevor for me. Trevor. Well, well big praise out. <laughs> Gladys from Valley Stream says hello. I'm glad to hear that. All right. Okay. Uh, I never understood why they fired you and not Trevor. 
A little different. I'm the, I'm the station man. <laughs> they need me more than they need. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you. <laughs> They were doing cutbacks. If there ain't no trouble, there ain't going to be no station. That's true. There you go, man. But they had to pick one of us. It was me. Well, listen. I got you. No, you're right. You're more. You're... I got your back, Joe. You Thank you. you. Thank know. you. I hope everything's uh, better between the both of you. And it is. We're, we're, we never had a problem. Never, never. It was just the station. You know, there you go. There it was Susan, go. right? There you go. Yeah, there you go. station manager. Yours truly, Gladys L. McAmire. That was a very nice letter, Gladys. Thank you for, for writing in, and, and I really appreciate it. Maybe you can call the station sometime. Um, Trevor, what's the, there's two numbers here for the station. What's the second number? Uh, 516 546 2146. 2146. And, and there's a second one? That's the second one. Oh, that is the second one. What's first the first one? First one at 1240. 1240. 623 1240. 623 1240. Okay. And they're both 516? 516. Okay. Uh-huh. Awesome. So, yeah, Gladys, feel free to call, call in, man. I, I'd love to hear you on the phone. We can talk. All right. So there it is. There's, there's a fan mail. It's Got uh, three more here, so I'm gonna do one. I'm gonna do two more. Uh, good times, bad times. Joey Petroni, that's me. So, so Pat, where is the where is the mailbox downstairs? Yeah, in the, in the lobby, right? Yeah. <laughs> Was it easy to get the mail? Yep. All right. Well, I got another. Are you excited? Yeah. I'm gonna read it. All right, you ready? Uh, Joe, what the f, man? Oh, what the what the f, man? You. Your fig and avocado shake recipe put me out of commission for a week. It nearly cost me my job. What gives you the right to put this sh- this <laughs> this on the air? Uh, I had the runs like I never had before. Was this some kind of a sick joke? I googled your name and I see that you you're a handyman and a comedian. I have a good mind to come down to the station and take that microphone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is not a good one. <laughs> I have a good mind to come down to that station and take that microphone and shove it up your... Oh, I'm not going to say what it says. Well, they well, they got to pass the security first before they get to you. That, no, that's true, man. I, I don't know if you remember a couple of shows ago I did an avocado shake, and this guy didn't, didn't agree with him too well. And uh, it's a pretty pretty tense letter. Wow. I don't know, man. I'm gonna, uh, that's not too <laughs> Pat, you got to throw that for me? Yeah, keep this. These are two more. We're going to skip the rest of these tonight, all right? Pat? Okay. I'm not, I'm not too uh, too thrilled with this. All right, so uh, we're just going to do one fan mail tonight. Trevor, see how that took a turn? I know, but listen, at least they're listening. No, they, I, they might be criticizing or trying to get to you, but at least they, they love your show. That's why they keep doing that. They keep coming back. They can't get enough of you, Joey. Right, but I got to watch like the avocado uh, shake that I, I made. This guy got sick. Oh, really? So I got to make sure that the you know I got I got to put some kind of claimer. What's that called? A claim? A claim? Disclaimer. Disclaimer. I got to put a disclaimer out mm. uh, if I'm doing any type of recipes. Okay. You know, if you have any allergies to peanuts or anything like that, you know, because this guy's saying he lost a, a week of work because of me. Well, everybody's system is different. See, they can't blame you, Joey. Right. <laughs> they ought to know better. <laughs> I, know, I, had good, I had good intentions. I, there you go. I, you know, I never had a problem with there the avocado go. shake. And I don't think I would have a problem either. No, because avocados are healthy. That's right. And uh, what, else, what else is an avocado and figs? Figs are very healthy for you. Mm-hmm. You know, I had a fig tree uh, growing up. So I, I'm sorry that that happened, and uh, hopefully that 
that's the end of that, you know. I apologize. I'm on the air right now apologizing to you. Let's just end it, and uh, I'll put disclaimers out from now on. So, Pat, how you been, man? Nice to see you. Yeah, I'm good. Everything's good? Yeah. I, uh, I'm still getting uh, some migraine headaches a little bit. I, uh, I don't know if I told you, Trevor. Uh, I was at a bar upstate, and, uh, you know, a little had a few to drink and stuff like that, and I'm hanging out at the bar, and this guy comes up to me, and he's like, he hits me over the head with a, with a beer bottle. Get out of here. Yeah. Well, what's wrong with him? I don't know. It ain't about you, though, about them, right? Yeah, I just told him. <laughs> I, I said, right. But uh, I didn't expect it, you know, and uh, it hurt, and I told him to relax. And then uh, he comes up to me and hits me over the head with a bar stool. Wow. Right over the head. And, um, what, are you trying to get your attention, or he wanted to kill you? What is it? I don't know, man. But you know, It's going to be one or the other. I can only take, I can only take so much. I don't know. I didn't even do anything. I, just, I think I was an out-of-towner, and he didn't like the looks of me or something. So, Well, there's something about you, Joy, that people like. They, they don't know how to show it in a loving way, so they use violence. Right. Trying to get your attention. That's right. <laughs> That's true. They say that. That happens. People yeah. act, they act out. Like, yeah. He probably said, this guy's cool. Let me hit him over the head with a bar stool. And try to test you. That's all. He's testing me. Mm-hmm. So there's always so much you can take, though. For sure. But um, and, and then a little, not too long after that, he comes up to me with a two-by-four. Are you kidding me? And he hits me over the head with a two-by-four. And you just stand there, Joey? You got hit once. You got to- twice. And you said it for the third one. <laughs> yeah. And it three strikes you out. You know that, right? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, I could see, I could see a beer bottle. I could see a bar stool. But when yeah, he a two came, by four, right? a two by four. I mean, that, where did he get that from? You know, he probably brought that in from outside. So they had it there all the time, waiting for somebody. Right. So it's like premeditated stuff, you know. There you go, man. So I, I had it. You know, I said that's that's it. You know, I finally had enough, and you left. I know I gave it. I, you, oh, okay. I punt, I didn't. I didn't. I don't like getting physical, man. You know, because I'm a little. You know, I, I I had problems with getting into fights. Did you knock him out, or you just? I hit him, him so hard in the chin uh-huh. that he went up, and his head went into the ceiling. No kidding. <laughs> yeah. That must be fun. <laughs> <laughs> I looked up. You know, everybody's making fun of him because his leg, his yeah. legs were dangling from the ceiling. Right. Yeah. Right. It was the craziest thing, and then all the sheetrock and stuff came down on the bar. Did you take a picture of that? There's a video of it, yeah, but yeah, I, that would be great, man. No, I would, be, lo- I would love to see that. <laughs> yeah, so this, I got to be careful because I don't want to get sued or anything. But he did start it, though. He got me. He got me three times. Well, you're defending yourself, Joey. I was defending myself. Self defense. Uh, yes. So uh, we have an action-packed show tonight, and uh, got a lot to get to. I, I'm a little upset about this fan mail, so I, I'm going to take a little break. Trevor, you got something you can play over there for a break? Give me one second. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you want to call in, feel free to call in once again uh, at 1240 AM WGBB. You want to call into the Joey Petroni Show. I've had a few problems uh, today, and uh, it's very nice to have Patrick Healy here as, what do you want to call you, like the maintenance man? Yeah. You Mr. You Mr. Uh, what's his name? Mr. McFeely. Mr. McFeely. You're going to be taking care of the mail, and if you don't mind... Um, you can clean up the office after I leave. Okay. I'm going to pay you. This would be like a job for you. Does that sound good? Yeah. All right. So, listen, we're going to take a quick break. i got a few things i got to catch up on, and we'll be back in just a few moments.
1240 AM WGBB. So, uh, Pat, it's pretty crazy what happened today. I know you don't want to talk about it, but it was, uh, is Mitchell met you? No. You want to tell everybody what happened? No. <laughs> Come on. So I'll explain what happened. It's, a, it's an unfortunate incident that happened today. Uh, Patrick got a two-liter bottle of Diet Coke, right? And he was driving with his friend. Uh, there was something by my house. I was giving him the, uh, the list for the job. And when Patrick got out of the car, uh, Mitchell was walking around, and the bottle of soda fell on the ground. Now, Mitchell's got a great car, beautiful car. And what happened, Pat? It rolled out of the, the car, went under the car, around the other side, and then it ran back to my side of the car. And there was a, there was a hole in the bottle. Okay, and what happened? It sprayed. <laughs> it sprayed soda all over the place, but most, what, what did you do that was wrong? You know it now. What, what did you do that was wrong? Pick it up. You picked up the bottle of soda that was shooting soda everywhere, and you pointed it at Mitchell on accident, and you pointed it inside the car. You got a little panicky, right? It landed on the door. Yeah, you got soda everywhere, man. So we got to go to a car wash first thing in the morning. I'm going to help you and Mitchell uh, wash that car out, okay? Okay. You learned your lesson on that uh, Coke. You drop a bottle of soda, folks. And, it, and, it's, and it's shooting some soda out of it, don't pick it up, man. Just let it go. Let it go. 12.40 a.m. WGBB, we got a phone call. Uh, this is Words words and Music with Don Sills. Is this Don? Yeah, Joey Petroni, what's happening, brother? <laughs> hey, how are you, man? Good, good. I was listening about the soda, man. Just Also, just be careful. Never mix the Mentos with the soda, man, because then you get a real explosion. I've seen that in videos. It overflows right out of the cup. Yeah, then you would, like, then forget it. The car would have really been <laughs> Yeah, he got soda. He, he made such a mess, man. It was almost, you know, it was one of those things where I've never seen Mitchell get so angry before. He he was flipping out. He <laughs> <laughs> he he uh, he flexed his, his his fist. I'm like Mitchell, Mitchell, come on! Accidents, wow. you know, accidents happen, man. You know, it's very hard to clean soda. It's, it's, it feels like it's sticky for forever after that. But right. but God bless uh, all the. I'm sure the guys will do well. Just use some uh, proper cleaning techniques or whatever. Bust out the Lysol. Yep. Or whatever you have to do. But how you been, man? How's it going, Joey? I'm doing great, man. Over here at 12:40 a.m. WGBB. Uh, this is my third or fourth show in the studio, and it's great. It's great to be back. I'm working with Trevor. you got to come down and meet Trevor sometime. He's great. Yes, man. I love uh, listening to you and Trevor, uh, you know, kind of just uh, chop it up on the air. <laughs> I'm so happy you're back on, on the radio. Yep. Um, yeah, man. I felt like you were gone for uh, for too long, so I'm stoked you're back, man. Thank you. I really appreciate it. So, so Don, you and I were talking. We got a great segment. We're going to do. We're going to do it, as, you know, maybe once a week or every, once every other week. Words and music, because you, you were on my first show, and you were talking about living on a prayer, and you were telling the story about Bon Jovi's "Living on a Prayer." Stuff I never, yeah, yeah stuff I never heard before. I was like, wow, this is awesome, man. Yeah. Cool. I, I appreciate that, and I'm, I'm looking forward to, to doing this with you. Uh, you know, whether we do it every week or every other, however you want to do it, man, you let me know. But yeah, it's words with music, and, and basically, I'm just going to kind of find a song each week, okay, and kind of uh, dissect it a little bit and tell everybody a little bit about the origins of the song or about the lyrics or about you know just something to do with with that particular song, okay. And uh, this week, you know, I've, I've been just 
for whatever reason, I don't know why, this happened before you even asked me to do this. I was just rocking out <laughs> to some classic Elvis, man. Like, oh. I was, like, literally rocking out to uh, a little less conversation wow. by Elvis Presley. And, and to me, Elvis has a lot of great songs um, throughout his career, obviously. You know, these, they call him the king of rock. Oh, yeah. Um, and I was recently uh, in Houston a couple of months ago, and I actually went to Graceland and toured it and everything else and saw his grave there and, and uh, toured the house. And just, you know, it just got a real sense of uh, of Elvis, but also that, that song, A Little Less Conversation. And great I tell song. You, the energy, oh, it's a great song. stands the test of time. Um, the energy and the vibe of that song has become, like, synonymous with Las Vegas. Um, and it's not just because of the, the fast pace of it and the call to action kind of lyrics where he's like basically telling you get up off your butt and do something, you know, uh, type of thing. But also it's, it's due to Elvis because he was performing in Vegas a lot, especially in the late 60s when that song was conceived. Elvis had like a residency there in Vegas. He, he would play Vegas um, all the time. And Elvis himself became synonymous with Las Vegas. So that song... When you, as soon as you hear it, that cowbell kicks in yeah. and that, and that boom, bam, that kind of funky vibe. Yep. Um, it just feels like, like Vegas for whatever reason. That's good, yeah. <laughs> but, um, but that song was originally written by a country music legend named Mac Davis in 1968. Now, Mac Davis, uh, in the, in that era, he wrote a lot of songs for Elvis, um, in the late 60s. He wrote In the Ghetto. He wrote Memories. And he wrote, Don't Cry Daddy for Elvis. Um, and he also did renditions of his own of these, Mac Davis. Okay. He had, uh, if you don't know who Mac Davis is, that's okay. He was a country star back in the 70s, or the, the 60s and 70s. And his biggest hit was called Baby Don't Get Hooked on Me in 1972. Um, but of all his songs, I don't think anything could touch a little less conversation. Um, and what's cool about this song, too, is, is when Mac first wrote it, he wrote it for Aretha Franklin. Okay. He had her, that's her funny, voice. That's funny you said that, because that song reminds me of something out of the Blues Brothers. Remember when, like, uh, the guys up on the yeah. bar? It's got yeah. that kind of, it's got that kind of beat to it, where you, you know? Definitely. It definitely has that, yeah, man, it's cool that you say that, because that's, yeah, it's got that, that bluesy funk, right. uh, style that the Blues Brothers had, and, right. and that's definitely in this song. And Aretha Franklin, of course, was in Blues Brothers, and she rocked yeah. it in that movie. And, she did that song, and, Think, uh, you know, Think, remember? Yeah. It's that was, kinda, that yeah. was a great, uh, a great moment in that movie, man. And and that was a, I think as a kid for me, that was the first time I ever heard Aretha Franklin too. <laughs> she was already had respect in her belt and stuff, but right. for me as a kid, that was kind of my introduction to her. It was probably through Blues Brothers. So which a, is funny. A little less conversation kind of has the same feel to that, I guess. Yeah, yeah, because he had, like I said, her voice was in his head when he wrote those lyrics and that melody. Right. Uh, he never had an opportunity to actually pitch it to her or have her sing it, though. Okay. Because because um, Elvis um, turned out that Elvis Presley was looking for music to use in in the upcoming film he had called Live a Little, Love a Little. Right. So this was during Elvis's movie era when Elvis was mainly he wasn't so much concerned about making hit songs as he was about making hit movies but all of his movies are musicals so he ended up you know he needed songs for this so um and that um song was featured in the movie um at, during a poolside scene where he was singing to this girl uh, michelle carey the lead actress in the movie he was just singing to her a little less conversation a little more action and then um and then the song you know elvis 
He calls for a little less conversation, a little more action, and that's exactly was the result of this uh, timeless uh, jam. And you know, and it's a call to action. It's a drive to move. And I don't think you could kind of listen to the song and not dance or you know have or tap your feet or something. Yeah, it's um, it's it's, it's, it's an upbeat uh, upbeat song that gets you in the mood to to get out on that dance floor. Exactly, man. It's a great song. Um, it stood the test of time from 1968, still going strong today, and, and with um, the help of a DJ named Junkie XL wow. and the movie and the movie called Ocean's Eleven, they gave this song a resurgence in 2002. With that movie came out, and that and that um, took that song higher on the charts than it ever landed before that in the 60s when that song first released, and I think it was made in 1968, but I think they released it as a single in 1970. And it, it, it didn't do that great. It didn't chart at number one or anything. It wasn't a number one hit for Elvis. But when he, when it came back out again in 2002, it, it hit up on all the charts, international music charts, national music charts all over the place and became a hit all over again and inspired a whole new generation of kids. Um, because of that DJ, you know, because they made it from Ocean's Eleven and what the DJ did was he, he, um, brought up a lot of the music parts of it right and put and made elvis's voice deeper and lower so it's a little less conversation right. and right. You, you hear the cowbell and you hear you know the, the you know um hell um hell blaine on drums uh larry Nettrell on the bass and don randy on piano and uh al casey on guitar just rocking it out and just jamming <laughs> and, and to me a lot of that song is uh, more about those guys than it was about Elvis in that particular song. That that song just rocks out on the groove bass on the instrumental, yep. um, and then you you combine that with Elvis is like freaking dude. Elvis was one of the best uh, uh, smoothest voices of all time. Uh, definitely, you know, absolutely. Um, he sang everything. He he loved soul. Yep, uh, soul singing. That, that's his real background. That's his his backbone. And, and uh, gospel, uh, but I think some gospel. Yeah, and gospel. Yeah, all that. Yeah, and yeah, man. So that song to me is a masterpiece. Stands the test of time. Um, Elvis has a lot of great songs, and a lot of Elvis fans might argue with me about it. But I would say a little less conversation is his best song. I, I would, I would, I would definitely agree. As uh, being a DJ myself, for for getting on the dance floor and dancing, I mean, you, you, you that that song makes you move, man. You know. Yeah, that song, and it stands the test of time, man. Like if you play Hound Dog or any like other hits or any other songs from that era, from the late '60s, they all kind of feel 60s. dated. Yeah, You're yeah, right. '60s, yeah. Little less conversation. It feels like it, like it just transcends it all. I don't know. Like, uh, it's it's got the special special sauce on there. Right. It goes through every every uh, era of music. Like I could hear that in the eighties. You know, with the Depeche Mode and all that kind of stuff. You know, reach out and touch me. You know, like yeah. you know, <laughs> a little less conversation. Uh, <laughs> Think about it. Lived through all those eras. Right. <laughs> right. It still it still kicks butt today. I gotta start playing that some more on the dance floor. You know. I mean, I I, I play a lot of Elvis, but that's one I don't think I play too much. Dude, that that song, like, yeah, the, um, I bet you, yeah, try it out. Let me know how it goes for you, because I, I, I bet you if you play it, people are going to start uh, hitting the floor and going crazy, because that song gets me moving, man. Yep, it's one of those songs that people do forget about. I think you said that already, but you forget, you totally forget about it, you know. It's it's, it's, it's an Elvis one-hit wonder, because it's never really played. 
Right, <laughs> exactly. And they need to play it like, yeah, it needs to be played more. It got a lot of play in like it's 2002. Um, and also, I think it was, um, man, what was that? There was a show about Las Vegas, uh, man, who was in that? Uh, James Caan. Right. And I think that, I think that that was their, the, the theme song for one, like the opening credits. Right. Oh, was yeah, it? I could be wrong. Okay. I gotta check that. But, uh, but yeah, man, I mean, um, it, it's a great song. That's the story behind it. If you want, check out Mac Davis. Yeah, definitely, um, I definitely will. So Mac Davis not not only was a songwriter, but he also performed music too. He was a performer, and believe it or not, he was like kind of like a a, a heartthrob. Oh, like, really? I, I gotta, I gotta yeah, look him up. Uh, yeah, and like the like for the country scene, like the hee haw. <laughs> people right. love them. You know right. what I mean? Like that's really cool. So, so when I say hee haw, I'm talking about the t- there was a TV show for those who don't know and just think I'm saying <laughs> something about like. <laughs> uh, country fans, Hee Haw was a huge country uh, television show, variety show back in the day. Right, and Mac was on there quite a bit, and, and all the country stars of the day. It was called Hee Haw, so you can look that up too. I definitely will. I got a couple of uh, facts about Elvis Presley. I was just looking at my book here. Did you know that Elvis had a twin? I did know that. Yes, and he unfortunately passed away, like either at birth or when they were young, right? Oh, okay, yeah, I didn't get the whole story behind it, but I know he did pass away. I never knew that. That's uh, some facts that came out. And also, how old do you think Elvis was when he bought Graceland? Oh uh, man, you know I should know this guy. I was just at Graceland. It's so awesome. I, I would say he was uh, still probably in his twenties, maybe, yeah, maybe twenty-eight. Uh, he was twenty-two. Oh, 22. 22 okay. years old, and he bought Graceland. Imagine that. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever been there, dude? Never been there, but I, I definitely got to go. Baseball Hall of Fame and Graceland, two places I really want to get to. Yeah, dude. I, I, I've been to both, fortunately, and, and uh, both awesome. And it depends on what you love more, to, to which one you should go to first. But um, Graceland. I mean, I love music. Dude, Graceland, it, it was super cool. But you, you think of a mansion, right? and it's not mansion like of today's standards right. <laughs> it's just like a really nice house to today's standards like you know it's not like well he had a huge yard he had like um a horse stable back there he had a gun range wow. he had like you know, yeah cool shit like that but the house itself wasn't really that that huge but uh, yeah man um we, I would we, definitely we, think it's worth seeing it for sure what's that the house I'll, I'll definitely take a trip to graceland my wife would love that she loves going uh, Taking trips, we both love Elvis Presley, and we're both really into music. So that's a nice family trip. Hell yeah, Graceland. Uh, so, did you know that? I know you, everybody knows that Elvis uh, served in the army, but I did not know that he was already famous when he served in the army. I didn't know that. I thought that was kind of cool. And girls cried, like literally, were crying um, when he got his head shaved. Oh, really? Yeah, like when he, because you know he was famous for that hair right. uh, that he had, you know, right. which was long for that standard of that time period. So when when he went to the army, they had to shave his head. Right. And man, girls were crying like <laughs> like like in mourning over it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And the other thing I uh, didn't know, and I don't know if you know, it's not a big deal, but Elvis never performed outside of North America. Did you know that? Yeah, he never he never toured, and, wow. and a lot of people blame that on his. Um, What's his name? His uh, his his manager. What's his name? Chief or something? I, I forget what's his name. Yeah, I can't remember. But he but he didn't have a passport. Oh, so he <laughs> he couldn't talk with his manager. Yeah, because wow. when his manager never told him, his manager lied to Elvis for years and years and years. Oh, wow. And then Elvis finally found out that you mean I didn't tour the world. 
because you couldn't get a passport. You know, like uh, for whatever reason, he couldn't get this guy couldn't get a passport. Um, uh, Whether he was like you know wanted or some shit, I got to find out. Right, fact check myself a little more on that. But yeah, so he he uh, or the colonel that was his name. Elvis's manager's name was the colonel. The the colonel the colonel didn't have a passport, so Elvis never toured outside of of uh, of North America. Don, yeah. So words and music with Don Sill. Thank you so much for calling in. I hope we do this segment a lot more. Uh, often, and we're going to play a little less conversation by Elvis Presley. Thank you, Don. Great song. Thanks Hell. for bringing it up. Rock and roll, my friend. Good times. Good times, my friend. Take care. All right, buddy. Peace. Peace.